Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. It is still Psalm 76 as we're walking through this week in February. And of course, this week we've been we've been learning a lot of stuff here on Text Talk, but you and I actually, if... I mean, we, I'm saying we, we've been I, I out and it. about on the campus of Florida College. Yeah, listen to some people talk about living a, a life that is worthy of the gospel. Yeah, and I know we've been hearing about I'm, some I, great I, things going on just all over the country and the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, saying it in faith as we record this weeks earlier. But you know, yesterday I got to participate in. I probably should have mentioned it yesterday on the program, uh, but they're they're having on campus there a uh, a global evangelism fair, oh. and so there's tables set up and people talking about preaching trips and missionary work all over the world. I'm, I'm representing Tanzania and getting to share some of the things uh, about my trips and teaching there. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You should have mentioned that yesterday. So uh, so hopefully, uh, you know, that went well and we got to meet people and so, talk about so, it. So so as we're recording it, you're saying that in faith. And as people are hearing it, it's like, yeah, I hope that happened yesterday. <laughs> people are hearing like, I missed that. <laughs> I should have been. If only I, he'd mentioned that, he'd yesterday mentioned that yesterday morning, I would have planned my there. day completely differently. But see, but now, I know about it because that's the first I've heard about it, and so awesome, yeah, awesome. I hope yeah. I hope I get to. Hope you I, I hope I got by. to. I hope I got to see you in that. I hope you did too, because I'm going to be introducing some of our fr- friends and neighbors to Peely Peely sauce. Okay, which is a Tanzanian hot sauce. They put it on all the food, and I've got some Peely Peely sauce. Okay, for people to try. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that I can get my acid reflux good and going. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all right. It'll be early enough in the day that you can take your, it over. I'll take my medicine. Take we'll your medicine right. later. You'll yeah, sleep my good. Apple cider vinegar. Okay. Hey, we need to get into Psalm 76. Uh, what yeah. are you reading for me so today? So I've got Psalm 76 here from the New International Version of the Scriptures, Psalm 76. For the director of music with string instruments, a psalm of Asaph, a song. In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. His tent is in Salem, his dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the flashing arrows, the shields and the swords, the weapons of war. You are resplendent with light, more majestic than mountains, rich with game. Valiant men lie plundered. They sleep their last sleep. Not one of the warriors can lift his hands. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both horse and chariot lie still. You alone are to be feared. Who can stand before you when you are angry? From heaven you pronounced judgment, and the land feared and was quiet. When you, O God, rose up to judge, to save all the afflicted of the land, surely your wrath against men brings you praise, and the survivors of your wrath are restrained. Make vows to the Lord your God and fulfill them. Let all the neighboring lands bring gifts to the one to be feared. He breaks the spirit of rulers. He is feared by the kings of the earth. We've been pointing out that this psalm is structured around four passive verbs. In verse 1, he is the God who is known. In verse 4, he is the God who is bright, resplendent, radiant, glorious. In verse 7, he is the God who is to be feared. And now in verse 12, he is... Well, he's the God to be feared. <laughs> mm. So and he, he breaks the spirit of rulers. He is 
feared by the kings of the earth. And that's our same word, actually, in verse 7. So he repeats the word in verse 7 and in verse 12. Uh, there are some forms of the word, in, like in verse 11. Mm-hmm. We also have that idea of fear, and we recognize that throughout this section. But it's kind of interesting because in the first half of the psalm, the the passive verbs kick off the section, verse 1 and verse 4. So there's mm-hmm. verse 1 to 3, kicked off by God is known. Verse 4 to 6, kicked off by God is glorious. And then we have, what's the word? In the second half, it's an inclusio. Ah. <laughs> so we've got so these So we bookends. start something with feared, and then we end this song with feared. Yeah. Yeah, and both both the beginning and the end is, are referring to the kings, the yes. kings who have come against God and really the terror that they should have. But as we move from the beginning to the end, this this fear concept, we actually get to see two sides of it. And you, and you started moving into that yesterday, and I knew we didn't have time yesterday to develop that. So with... with Assyria, with Rabshaki, with Sennacherib, mm-hmm. they, they really, because they were enemies of God, when God's anger is aroused, they really needed to have a terror. Mm-hmm. They needed to have an abject fear that would cause them to turn around and repent, that would cause them to submit to God, to so abandon like, their attack. Like break their spirit. Yes. Break the yeah. spirit like of the rulers. In, like you have in verse 12. Yeah. However, notice as we move into the second half of the section, and when we're in verse 11, what, what did verse 11 say there? Make vows to the Lord your God and fulfill them. Let all the neighboring lands bring gifts to the one to be feared. So here it is again. That's not it's not the exact same form, but here's but but it's the it's the idea of fear. However, notice this one is the worshipful kind of yeah. fear. This I mean same same words, but we've got this this other side of it. And and, and you were really digging into that yesterday one of, at the end. One of one of the things um, you know that I appreciate you were reading from uh, the taunts, mm. right, of of, uh, of of Sennacherib's mouthpiece there. Oh, yeah, yesterday. I never say his him. name right. Rechab. Rob Shaki. Rob Shaki. I don't know. How to it's, it. it's fun to say, though, yeah. Rob Shaki. But he lists the different neighboring nations, mm. and he asks, where were their gods? What did their gods do for them? And, of course, we, we know how the story ends in God's miraculous deliverance of Jerusalem. And so I take that into my reading here of verse 11 when he says, let all the neighboring lands bring gifts mm-hmm. to yeah. the one to be feared. I mean, yeah. that that is the answer to Rob Shockey's taunts. Yeah. Yeah. And then to tell all these other nations, there is a true God. That's right. Your idols did fail you, didn't they? There's a true God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so we have these two different sides of fear. There's the fear if you're the enemy, which, you know what? You really should have the terror. But there's the fear that if you're actually on God's side, it's a, it's a reverence. As you pointed out yesterday, that fear is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. It's the, the awe of God, the submission of God. And that to me, that's the interesting thing, because when we get to that side of the fear, it's, it's the kind of humility, um, awe, reverence that says, well, now I don't have to have terror and the abject Mm. fear that something is going to go wrong for me because I'm on God's side. It's the, you know, when I, I I often use the illustration that, uh, you know, when you're keeping you from getting a ticket. Okay, here, let me, I'll I'll get it out. I'll get it out here. What's that? Uh, So if you're driving along the road, okay, all right, and you fear getting a speeding ticket, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to watch the speedometer and pay very close attention to keep keeping my speed under the posted limit. And because you fear getting a speeding ticket, 
you don't have to fear getting a speeding ticket. I see. You, you see, and I think that's the that's that idea because you have a respect for the law. You don't have to have a terror that you're going to be <sighs> yeah. punished by right. the law. All right, and that's that's this thing with God. When I have the the humility, the awe, the reverence. I don't have to have the terror. Mm. Uh, now, the Hebrew word is the same either way, but it's it's that it's that concept. And so enemies fear God, and if you do, you can actually become people who give gifts, who worship, who right. come and surrender to this God, and then you actually don't have to have the terror and f- that kind of fear of God. Does that make yeah. sense? I, I, I'm not I, sure if I'm it, making that clear. I, I, I get that. I get that. And so when we respect God to honor him and to worship him, then we, we we don't have that terror of God's judgment befalling us. Yeah, yeah. When I fear God, I don't have to fear God. I don't God. have to fear God. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, that's one of the ways that we can look at this concept. And so he moves from this this uh, th- these enemies and when God's wrath is aroused. And you know what? If what you did instead was bring honor and gifts, then you wouldn't have to fear. But, of course, you guys aren't doing that. So I'm going to wrap up with you guys need to fear God, which actually takes us back to Psalm 2. Because you remember in Psalm two, it talked about why are the nations raging? Why are they why are they taunting God? Why are they coming against God? You know, what they need to do is fear the Son. Mm-hmm. You know, come to him and kiss the Son while he is in the way, lest you perish in the way. Mm-hmm. It says to all these kings of the earth that they actually need to come to God, they need to come to his son, which is the king. Right. And and they need to give honor and and homage, they need to have that fear that is the beginning of wisdom. So our psalm is actually taking us all the way back to the beginning of the Psalter, reminding us that God, God is in Zion. He has set his king on his holy hill. Yeah. And what these other kings need to do is they need to respect. They need to fear. They need to submit and surrender. So one of the fun things about the difference in translations, and, and I think this relates, is the way verse 10 comes across. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the New King James, surely the wrath of man shall praise you. With the remainder of wrath, you shall gird yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the NIV, surely the wrath against men brings you praise. Mm. And the survivors of your wrath are restrained. That's interesting. <laughs> it is interesting uh, how God's wrath breaking out shall generate praise. Um, but the the word picture, I guess, that comes across in verse ten, with the remainder of wrath, you shall gird yourself. Yeah, you know, it's it's almost like the uh, the the trophies, the evidences yeah. of his victory. So, then are the things that bring him the 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 glory. So it's interesting that you bring up verse ten. So there there's some struggles with interpreting and translating, and your two different translations demonstrate it. There's yeah. some there's some vagueness. And which has produced some confusion. How could the wrath of man actually praise God? And so the NIV has tried to say, well, this is what we think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, we, we, we think this, it's, it's God's wrath against man that praises him. But the, the concept there really is just, you know, that man's wrath praises you. And how does that work? I think what's happening here, and, and the NIV guys may be right. You know, yeah. the, the, there's some confusion. There's either way we get down to God gets praised by this. Sure. I think probably what's happening here is a lot like Pharaoh with Exodus. 
Pharaoh has wrath against God, mm-hmm. and and Pharaoh bows up in his wrath against God. But in the end, Pharaoh's wrath against God does not detract from God, does not diminish God. Actually, Pharaoh's wrath heightens the glory of God mm-hmm. when God is the victor, mm-hmm. when God mm-hmm. actually conquers Pharaoh. And honestly, this ties into Psalm 2. I mean, it really does, especially because... We go to the New Testament, yeah. and the apostles call on Psalm two as their their issue about Herod and right. Pilate, the nations and raging. how these nations have raged, sure. these kings sure. have lifted up their wrath. But even in their wrath, what did they accomplish? Only what God had planned. Yeah, and so even their wrath. While as they're extending their wrath, it's intended to diminish and rebuke and revile and mock God and taunt him. But in the end, it actually becomes a praise of God. And especially think about Rabshaki and all those words you were talking about, all that reviling and all that taunting. When in the end, God wipes out their army and they go fleeing back to Assyria, all that taunting actually ends up becoming praise to God because there actually is an answer. Yeah. Rob Shaka says, why do you think Yahweh? Why do you think Yah? How can you think? Look at all these other gods. They didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that actually brings into this stark relief yes. the victory that God accomplishes. Yes, it does. So now, good if, stuff. If the NIV guys are right, okay, then the wrath of God against these soldiers, against these men, I mean, it, it gets to the same point. So I get there's a little confusion and vagueness in how to translate it, but either way, it comes back to. Here are these people that have come mm-hmm. against God, and God's defeated him. Mm-hmm. He is glorified by mm-hmm. it. Amen. And so what we need to do is surrender. Yep. Yep. All right. I think what we need to do right now is pray. Yes. Holy God, thank you so much for the day you've given us in this time of, uh, of conversation about your text and Psalm 76 for us to be reminded of your victory over Assyria. We haven't talked about it much except for early in the week, but how this is placed within these Psalms about even your victory over Babylon. And so all of that together, it reminds us of the Exodus. It reminds us of victories that you gave David. It reminds us of you keeping your covenant. You are the covenant God and you are our covenant God. And we know that it leads us to remember your victory over death through your son, Jesus Christ, as he broke forth from the grave. And we look forward to our victory by your strength and power. And so we, we know you, you are bright and glorious. You are to be feared. And so father, we surrender to you and we kiss the son. And we recognize now that we can bring you our gifts and our worship and we honor you. And we pray that that will produce wisdom in us. It is through your Son, our King, whom we love, who has saved us, that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.